Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us today on this edition of Powering Michigan's Future. I'm Lloyd Jackson, WJR Senior News Analyst. On this edition of Powering Michigan's Future, we will be talking about the expanding residential solar market and look at what consumers need to consider when adding solar and discuss the growing EV market and all things EV charging. Powering Michigan's Future is sponsored by the National Electrical Contractors Association, NECA. Our guests today include Austin Sutherland, he's project manager for Streamlined Electric, and Jennifer Mefford, director of business development and industry promotion for NECA, the National Electrical Contractors Association. Stay tuned for WJR's Powering Michigan's Future, only on 760 WJR. Welcome to Powering Michigan's Future. We're kicking off the show with Austin Sutherland. He's project manager with Streamline Electric. Austin, it's good to talk with you. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. You know, Streamline Electric is actively working on residential solar projects in our area. Kind of walk us through a typical residential solar project. Well, you know, Lloyd, we try to simplify the process as much as possible from the whole interaction with the customer when we go out there for the very first job all the way to the very last meeting with them before the solar job is completely finished. Um, It kind of starts off with our solar project lead. He will meet the homeowner on the job and do a complete analysis of the home. Um, He'll look at the safety. Is everything safe and up to code? Uh, How does Streamline Electric fit in here at this home? And uh, he'll take some measurements, do some roof measurements, and do his best to educate the homeowner on, on the job. You know, benefits of solar. What what can they expect to get out of a solar job through Streamline Electric? They talk through payment options, and then when we come out and install the actual job, um, there, there's a couple of days involved on the install, and then, then the job is finished. The last day of the job is spent commissioning the system, which is just ensuring that every component of the system is working properly, that it's both creating and storing the energy uh, made by the electrical panels um, all of which can be controlled right from your smartphone and monitored right from your smartphone. So we can show right away to the homeowner, hey, this is not only creating power, but your batteries are storing that power as well. Wow, that's that's amazing. You know, what, what do customers need to consider and, and, and know about adding solar to their home? So there's one question I love asking homeowners, and it's, have you ever thought about owning your power? You know, not a lot of people have thought about owning the power that they have that they utilize within their home. Rather than paying for every kilowatt that you use, you could be using power created from your own solar panels stored in your own batteries, ready to to be used at your own disposal. Another question to ask is, what is my my power consumption going to be over the foreseeable future? And what extra demand am I going to have as the world progressively goes more electric? You know, we're, we're definitely heading down down that path we know that that's kind of where we're going so those are really good questions to to ask uh, yourself you know when you're when you're kind of getting into that mindset of do i want to have some solar put onto my house do i want to save some money do i want to be more efficient um something else i think is really important to note is that not all solar systems are created equal uh there are certain systems that uh, that people have on their homes where if one you know one solar panel gets shade on the top of it it will actually create 
uh, issue with all the solar panels. Well, none where none of them will will be you know making any power. So certain times of the year they're working properly, and then other times of the year they're they're not because they have shade on them. You know, so you're and it only works when the sun is out. You know, they're only they're only creating power when the sun is is out. So it's very crucial that we do our job properly to make to you know to ensure that every panel is going to make as much power as possible. Streamline actually uses a system where even if one panel gets shaded, they are all of the other panels are still able to create power regardless of, of how shaded those one or two panels are. So it's a really nice system. But just to know that not every system offered is considered equal. You know, Austin, uh, we're, we're not in Florida. We're, we're not in California. And, you know, we here in Michigan where, you know, it's not always sunny. It's not, you know, we don't get a lot of, a lot of sun. But so how much energy can a, a solar panel really produce for a home? That's a really good question. And um, I think it's important to remember that there's a lot that goes into figuring out where to put solar panels at on a house. We don't just go out there and say, hey, here's here's a, a good section of roof for it. Let's just throw it on right here. There's a lot of factors that go into why do we put it here? How many can we fit here? And how much are actually needed uh, to, to power the home? Our goal is to completely offset their electrical bill. That's, that's our goal, is to try to make it where as close to 100% of that electrical bill is offset by the solar panels creating that much power. So that's that's our goal. Sometimes, depending on the construction of the house or depending on where the home is located, um, you know, if you, if you have a house that's in the middle of the woods versus a house that's on a city block, that it's you know not comparable how much sunshine that they're getting there. So we just try to make for sure we're very thorough in choosing where we where we put the panels. Depending on the time of day and the cloudiness, our current customers, this is this is our current customers that we have right now, are seeing between 60 to 100% energy production from their electrical panels capacity. So the capacity of which, you know, if we put a system in that's designed to, to create 12 kilowatts of power, they're getting anywhere between 60 to 100% of that, that power um, consumption. Uh, and then when you throw battery storage into the mix, any power that's being produced from those solar panels at that time that isn't currently being used within the home, it gets sent to the battery storage to be used up throughout the night when there isn't any sunshine and or to be used in a power outage scenario where the actual power grid goes down, you're able to carry on as normal and still constantly refilling those batteries when the sun is out. So uh, on, let's just say, you know, the sun is shining uh, brightly for three or four days and you're getting all of this energy and then it's cloudy for the next five days. Uh, is there enough energy in there to take you through those, those cloudy times until we get back to the sunshine again? Typically. Yes. So, so what, what our goal is, is to have those solar panels create enough power for you to use during the day and to continue charging those batteries at night. So it's going to make it to where the batteries are, are being charged throughout the day and it's giving you enough power to utilize during the day. And then at nighttime, when there is no sun, we're counting on those batteries having enough power to, to get you through the night um, as well. Plus, you can't always fall back on the, the regular power grid, but our goal is to get it to where you can almost not have to use it at all. Have you talked to customers and about how much they save on their electric bill by having solar? 
Yes. So like, like I said, we try to, we try to get as close to hundred percent offset as possible. What we're finding is that typically between 80 to 95% savings um, on their, on their bill, you know, you've got a couple of different charges that the power companies will send you regardless. Uh, you know, they have to do with renting your actual meter and whatnot, but they're typically between 85 to 80 to 95% offset in their electrical bill. And, you know, we talk about um, the electric vehicles and incentives that they're giving for you to purchase an electric vehicle. Are there incentives and rebates for customers if I want to get a solar system? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a tax credit of 30%, which applies to solar, uh, but has also recently opened up to be used on other items that are deemed necessary for the job to get done, like a service upgrade. And also we have a really cool program called the Powering Michigan Rebate, which I believe we'll be touching on a little bit later. That's right, Austin. Stick around. Uh, I'm going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more. I'm speaking with Austin Sutherland, project manager with Streamline Electric. Stay tuned for more of Powering Michigan's Future only on 760 WJR. Welcome back to WJR's Powering Michigan's Future. We continue our conversation with Austin Sutherland, project manager with Streamlined Electric. Austin, let's say, you know, we've been talking about residential solar, but what about other systems you're seeing demand for in the residential market? Well, we, we live in a really cool time where there's so many different products on the market to help homeowner, homeowners have more control of the electrification of their home. Uh, currently, our highest demand systems would be solar, battery storage, electrical vehicle chargers, generators, and smart panels. Well, often tell us what a smart panel is and, and why you need one. So a smart panel can do everything that a normal electrical panel can do and much more. Uh, it's designed to give the homeowner maximum control of their electrical system and monitor every circuit in the panel right from their smartphone. Uh, they can actually calculate the energy cost. They can alert you when there's a problem with a circuit within the home. You can set up timers on certain circuits to go on and off at specific times. And you can monitor critical circuits like your furnace, your sump pump, your well, your fridge or your freezer, the ones that you want to know for sure. If that breaker were to ever trip, we got to get that taken care of quickly, uh, whether whether it's an electrical problem, if it's a problem with the appliance. You, it, it's really, really good to know if that breaker trips, that, that, that phone will alert you right away. There's a few models of smart panels out there um, that actually come fully ready to be integrated with a solar install or a generator install, which saves you money when you finally get that solar generator installed that you've always wanted to have. <laughs> so in you know within a solar install or a generator install, there's a lot of different components that have to be done to make for sure that the system is safe and up to code, um, that it can pass an electrical inspection, and just to know that it's going to work well for you over the long haul. So we like to install products that are going to set you up the best for the future. Like I said earlier, we know the direction that we're heading in here. We want to put in products that are going to help homeowners have a good setup for the long haul. Yeah. You know, I was going to say that because, you know, the technology is just amazing now. It's smart panels and all of these things. And, you know, I would think as a customer that I, I will want to have something like that because they're going to be things in the future. You already know it's going to be things that you can add and you want to be ready for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, a lot of times I always tell my guys, I'm like, think futuristically when we're out at these homeowners, when we're at these homeowners houses, I want you to be in a solutions 
mindset? What solutions can we solve both here right now? And what can we solve for them in the future? How can we, how can we avoid the conversation of, Hey, I know we just put in a new panel for you two years ago, but now that you want to have solar put in, we actually have to change the panel out again. So let's think futuristically. Let's use our technician's eye, our technician's mind, and, and, and think intelligently about the job. So that's that's what we try to do. We try to fix a problem really before a problem happens. And, you know, the EV uh, cars are, you know, coming out. Everybody's making a version of a EV for their whatever their big selling cars or trucks are. Are you seeing a lot of demand for EV chargers and, and energy storage right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. The yeah, others kind of going back to what I was touching on earlier, we, we can see the trajectory of, of where this industry is going. Um, I don't think that there's anything that can be done to stop it either. It, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a train rolling in that direction right now. And so with knowing that we're heading in this direction, it brings up the question, how am I going to accommodate my home to accept this technology so that when I'm ready for it, so is my home? Um, you know, kind of, again, taking care of a problem before it actually becomes a problem. It seems like, in, at least in the electrical marketplace, and I think probably all across all the marketplace, it seems like you typically have two different kinds of customers. You have proactive customers and you have reactive customers. We're seeing a massive uptick in proactive customers having electrical vehicle chargers and battery storage installed in their homes right now. And we want to be able to offer the same service when the wave of reactive customers comes in. Because as this electrification movement continues to sweep across the nation, it will become more common and necessary to have these types of products in your home and have a company that can service and maintain it for you. And I, I believe really strongly, you know, since, since electricity started being a product that a person could have in a home. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been any major changes in it. There hasn't been any any major technological shifts where it has changed the way that we have to allow power to come into our homes. Mm-hmm. Until now, now we're talking about electric cars, heat pumps, you know, all these different items that need this huge amount of electricity. And now we have this way of creating that huge amount of electricity. But it's a movement that really is sweeping across the nation little by little. And it's getting to the point now where we we can't avoid it anymore. And it's going to come to a point where it's necessary and needed to have a lot of these electric appliances, vehicles, items in our home. And we have to make for sure that we can safely install them on the systems that we have. Speaking with Austin Sutherland, he's project manager with Streamline Electric here on Powering Michigan's Future. You know, some questions that I get, Austin, sometimes from people um, who are thinking about uh, doing the EV deal, uh, getting a car or truck, is how complicated an install is of of an EV charger at the home. And, and like, what location should they put it in? What, what's the best location? And I'm sure you've done these and you're you have customers. Can you give us kind of like some tips or what you think these people should do when it comes to installing an EV and where it should be? Absolutely. Yep. So, um, I am a licensed journeyman electrician in the state of Michigan. So I have, I have actually done many, many, many of them. Um, to, to answer that question, you know, a lot of that depends on the model of the vehicle. 
which is important to know. You know, it's on the model of vehicle, where is the charging port at on the vehicle? What size circuit does it need? Do I have room in my electrical panel? Should I have a safety inspection done on my electrical panel to ensure that it can handle the amount of power that I need? You know, if you when you start talking about electric cars, people think it's pretty common, like, oh, they're they're all the same size, they all need the same plug, the same circuit. But if you're talking about a you know Chevy Volt from like 2012 that needs like a 20 amp circuit versus a Ford Lightning that's coming out, you know, right now, 2023 Ford Lightning, 80 amp circuit all day long. So it's it's completely different. And what you have to have to be able to feed that safely is completely different. So um, I just always encourage people, ask questions and, you know, encourage your local electrician, encourage Streamline Electric to come out and and and, and check out your solar setup, your, your power setup, your generator setup. And we can answer a lot of these questions for you. Does what you have have the capability to be able to run what you're wanting to have? Yeah, because it's not as simple as. Uh, I, I have this electric vehicle. I get an EV charger just hooked up at my house and, and, and it's done. I mean, you have to be able to have enough power in the house to to, to power that that charger. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's sometimes it sounds as easy as just go to the dealership and buy a car and bring it home and plug it in. And there's a lot of other steps. Now, one thing I touched on earlier is we try to simplify. I never, ever want to leave someone's house, making them feel more anxious, more, um, you know, not at ease based off of what I've told them. We can we can make anything, you know, we can fix anything. We can set anybody up with whatever setup. It's just kind of what are we willing to go through to get there? And I want to try to simplify that for people in as best a way as possible. And, you know, like, again, offer solutions to problems. And and what's the best way, Austin, for anyone listening out there right now to contact Streamline and talk more about their home? So you can find a lot of information about Streamline Electric and the other services that we offer at our website, which is www.prostreamline.com. We're also on Google under Streamline Electric, and you can call us at 866 Eight zero eight zero eight nine four. Well, Austin, stick around. I'm not going to let you go as of yet. Uh, we're going to come back with you, talk with you a little more, and we're going to bring on to the show Jennifer Medford, Director of Business Development and Industry Promotion for NECA. Stay tuned. More of Power in Michigan's Future is coming up on 760 WJR. Welcome back to WJR's Powering Michigan's Future. We continue our conversation with Austin Sutherland. He's project manager with Streamline Electric. And we welcome into the conversation Jennifer Medford, director of business development and industry promotions for NECA. Austin, welcome back as well as you, Jennifer. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Lloyd. Jennifer, let me start with you. NECA has recently launched this new residential incentive program. Talk about that a little. Great. So Austin touched on this briefly, our Powering Michigan Rebate Program. And I'm so excited to talk about this today. You know, as you're in your conversation with Austin, I think you can see that there's just so much electrically happening at the residential level right now with the convergence of solar and EV charging, smart panels, standby generators and storage. Now is a really good time for NECA uh, as an industry leader to kind of come forward with some even extra incentives for consumers to kind of move into this space. We have a broad portfolio of contractors, Streamline's one of our partners, um, that are 
incredibly professional, qualified partners for um, consumers looking to expand in this area. And we've added a little bit of extra funding to sweeten the pot, if you will, to make this an even more cost-efficient and cost-effective move for a a homeowner. So the Powering Michigan Rebate Program is realized as a discount to the consumer um, offered through our contractor network for those contractors eligible to do that. And it just has different dollar amounts based on the technology that you're installing, Lloyd. And I think you could see from your conversation with Austin that oftentimes uh, a homeowner needs more than one technology. They may need a smart panel to support their EV charging, or they may need storage to go with their solar. So we've kind of covered the whole spectrum. So we're offering um, twenty up to $2,500 on a solar installation valued at at least $25,000, so a $2,500 discount. Mm-hmm. Um, for EV charging, it's $500 towards a minimum value of $1,500. Um, for smart panels, $750 towards a $3,500 value. We have $1,000 for standby generators and $1,000 towards battery storage. So consumers can, can apply Uh, for one of those discounts through our contractor network, or if they're doing all of it, be eligible certainly for all of it. It's really exciting. And so it's it's, it's really not a one size fits all. It's kind of depends on, you know, your needs and and what you, you know, and what you need in your home. And that's, that's really, you know, I think you could see from your conversation with Austin where that conversation starts. Every home is different. That's right. And every, you know, we're all always asked, well, how much is it? How much is this? It's difficult to say definitively until we actually look at how is, what does the power look like in your house? How much um, capacity do you have? What are you really trying to accomplish? Not only at this moment, but really looking forward and where do you want to go? You know, Austin did such a great job talking about uh, that where consumers today are really looking at, I want to do this. How do I get ready to do this and be cost efficient about doing it? So the most cost efficient way to do any of these installations is, is to think about how many of them do I want to integrate? What's my energy plan for the long term so that we can do it all at once? Austin, um, you know, having the right people to do the job is very important. Talk about how you're training your team to work in this uh, residential market? Having the right guys is crucial. Having a good personality type and a you know smart head on their shoulders is, is absolutely crucial. Um, training is a big deal too. And uh, we train our guys that our biggest priority above all else is to offer solutions. And I, I don't just mean like, hey, your, your panel's damaged and it needs fixing. It's Hey, you know, I noticed I noticed that you guys are uh, you have an electric car out in the garage and you're plugging it into a 120 volt outlet. How can we how can we get some solar? You know, how can we get a solar option for you or an EV option for you, a generator option for you? Provide options to 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 problems that people need taken care of, whether they deem them as a problem in the moment or not. We try to think outside the box. So we always try to make for sure that we're solutions focused in our mindset. And then safety is always an important factor of any electrical job. Um, is the existing equipment safe enough to code? Could it pass an electrical inspection? Uh, we use our trained eyes and our trained minds to locate problems and offer solutions to those people. And I feel like as long as we are keeping the customer first and taking really good care of them, uh, then I think that, that everything will, will work out really well. And, you know, uh, you, you brought up safety. I mean, you're dealing with electricity and electricity can be dangerous. And so you want to make sure safety is is a big consideration on projects like these. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of where we go back to the proactive versus the reactive customers out there. It's like, you know, I've been, I've, I was in the field, you know, as a technician for, for eight years before I stepped into this role. And, um, you've, I've had people where I've gone to them and said, Hey, I, you, you actually have a lot of sparking and arcing going on inside of your panel. It's causing your breakers to melt and whatnot. And they've kind of, you know, bid me farewell. It's worked fine up until this point. We're just going to let it, just going to let it sit until we have a, a bigger issue. And then you have proactive people who you say, Hey, there's a speck of dust in your panel. And they're like, Oh, rip it out replace it replace it so helping bring focus to you know what's what's actually safe and okay and what's what's actually needed uh from you know from a safety perspective is very 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 important i think that we do a really good job of trying to shed light on where it's needed in those areas and jennifer you know why is it important to work with a qualified professional contractor for a project such as the ones that uh, austin's been talking about so when we're talking about integrating all these new technologies into a home, you know, working with a contractor that certainly has trained um, electrical professionals, but also is willing to walk the consumer through the nuances of all these different systems, I think is critical. Contractors are going to be asked more questions by customers today related to solar. Lots of questions. How does it work? You know, what, what all those questions that, that you talked about at the beginning, Lloyd, well, how's it going to work when it's cloudy? What, you know, where, where does the energy go when, when it's at capacity? How do I draw that energy out of my, my batteries? How does my car charge? All of those questions. So I think that it's a really interesting time for, uh, you know, to, to not underestimate the importance of the role of the electrical contractor, because they really are advising and acting as a trusted advisor to that customer. Of course, safety is an issue. Of course, we want everything to be safe and at code, but they're also just going to have a lot more questions about technology because it's new. And I think that's that's what a customer gets when they're working with a NECA contractor because we've invested in the training. We've invested in making sure that our contractors and our technicians have all the answers. That's, it's so important. You know, as a homeowner, you want to know. You want to know what's happening with that system. And you should be working with contractors that are very committed to getting you to a point of complete understanding when you're moving through your project. I mean... If you have a plumbing problem at home, you call a plumber. You got a roofing problem, you call a roofer. You know, you want to have the right people there to uh, answer those questions. And listen, we are in a futuristic uh, setting right now. We're, we're not just plugging things in the in the wall uh, with a plug like we used to a thousand years ago. There, There's big panels there. Uh, like you say, the EVs, the chargers. It's just totally different now, Jennifer. It is. It's much more sophisticated. And, you know, I think that um, it's a very and for that reason, I think it's a very exciting time. It's exciting to see these new technologies come online and to see um, companies like Streamline and, and uh, additional NECA contractors out in the market talking to consumers about how these all fit together to give the customer much more control over how they're utilizing energy, um, how they're utilizing transportation. It, it's all happening. I mean, it really is a historic time. And and Austin, uh, you know, the EV chargers at homes now, they're EV chargers. I mean, I, the government is trying to put these EV chargers everywhere because we know that uh, EV is the future. And uh, are are you involved in doing any uh, EV chargers outside of residential areas? 
Yeah, we actually uh, we actually have a contract with a car dealership right now. We're getting ready to we are preparing to put in a massive level three charging system in at a at a at a car dealership here. So it's it's all across the board, you know, from from the home to the to the giant company. It's it's needed and it's definitely where we're headed. Well, Austin, uh, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for being part of Powering Michigan's Future. We've learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners have, and I'm sure they're having some thoughts on that solar energy as well, because it's, it's pretty fascinating. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Jennifer, uh, hold on. We're going to come back and talk more with you, and we want the listeners to stay tuned and keep it right here on AM760 WJR for the rest of Powering Michigan's Future. Welcome back to WJR's Powering Michigan's Future. We shift our conversation now to the rapidly expanding EV market and continue our conversation with Jennifer Medford. She's Director of Business Development and Industry Promotions for NECA and a national co-chair of EVITP, the Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Training Program. Jennifer, thanks for sticking and staying here with us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Lloyd. Now, tell us about EVITP, Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Training Program. Thank you. So when General Motors launched the Volt in 2009, 10, 11, I was fortunate enough to be uh, you know, in a room with the engineers from GM at that time. And, and that was really my first experience with electric vehicles. And I thought at that time, wow, um, the charging infrastructure is really going to need a lot of, of quality electricians, right, to serve this market if this grows the way that everyone's hoping that it would. So at that time, we pulled together uh, folks from GM and utility partners, industry partners. Um, NECA, of course, was involved in that, but we created an independent collaborative of industry mm-hmm. to look at what does this industry need from an electrical standpoint to support um, the vehicles with charging? And we developed a a very comprehensive training program for qualified electricians um, over the last, um, it's it's in its fifth iteration now. So it's it's fluid and it's changed very much as the market has changed. The EV industry, as you know, right now, there's so much happening with with technology changing and new vehicles coming out. Um, And we deployed this training nationwide. So um, I'm fortunate enough to be the national co-chair of EVITP, but to work with electrical contractors here in Michigan, but also throughout the country, making sure that they have um, certified EVITP electricians on their team and also to help support the industry. So I think it's a really, um, it's an amazing time, frankly, at these 10 years to see how quickly this market has moved Mm -hmm. and how much new technology is coming out. Do you so does a person have to be a certified EVITP to put in a EV charging station? So it varies by market. Okay. Um, there are a couple of pieces of federal legislation that have come down that do require EVITP charging, and that's really a nod to you know safety first and foremost, safety and great customer experience. I think that you know we have over sixty industry partners that are EV. EVSC manufacturers, OEMs, utility companies, safety professionals that are part of EVITP. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody that's involved in that program uh, today and that has been in the EV industry as a whole really understands that they have to get it right in terms of consumer experience um, in every market, residential, commercial, public, and fleet, to make sure that all these installations go smoothly 
and most importantly, safely. It's a really critical point in the market that if there are issues, it's going to stall the market, right? It's going to stall adoption of these new products. So knowing that you have EVITP certified electricians and EVITP affiliated contractors should alleviate and mitigate that risk. That's what it's designed to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, What are you seeing in our market around EV charging? So there's a lot of great activity and conversation, um, in part um, driven by some of the federal funding that's coming down for EV infrastructure. Michigan has put together a comprehensive and really excellent plan to build out fast charging and level two charging throughout the highway systems in Michigan. Some of that infrastructure, you may have seen um, the governor's announcement around the um, charters that went around Lake Michigan, right, as part of the kind of Great Lakes corridor. Um, But the goal of that is to make sure that consumers have confidence that they can they can use their vehicle, their electric vehicle, as they would their ICE vehicle, and get all around this beautiful state of ours as they normally would. Um, Charging stations under that plan um, will be about every 50 miles. So, Lloyd, you'll be able to travel from here up north and across the state and all over, just like we normally do in Michigan. We love our our pure Michigan. This will just help um, EVs get around and give consumers much more confidence. There's also a lot of movement on the fleet side of the industry where businesses are really looking at how do we uh, move towards electrified fleet vehicles, delivery vehicles, delivery trucks, um, you know, in the construction industry, a construction pickup trucks, construction vehicles, um, and how do we then put in the infrastructure to um, charge those vehicles? Do we want to add solar and storage to help us manage our fleets? Um, All of it is kind of coming together and tying together at a really exciting time. You know, it is exciting and and it's got to be exciting for the actual electrical contractors, you know, because the the future is so bright for work and, and jobs when it comes to that. It is. And it's a great time to be an electrician. I say that all the time, but it's so true. You know, this market is growing exponentially and certainly um, all the things in the renewable space and EV are helping uh, for helping that. The the construction industry in Michigan specifically is also very strong right now. So um, we're seeing growth across the board, but I like, you know, I I tend to uh, do a lot of workforce development work and get to talk to folks who are interested in coming into the industry. And a lot of those conversations are around these new market sectors, electric vehicles, solar, storage, uh, all of those things. And and I think that um, there's a high level of interest in those technologies. They're all electrical. It's all electrical work. So, um, you know, an electrician may do any one of these technologies, but for our contractors, too, um, it is really interesting work. Putting together systems and banks of charging stations, right, where you may be charging 60 fleet vehicles at one central location is a very complex installation. DC fast uh, charging draws a ton of power, right? It's a very big system. And integrating that all in, again, safely, but to make sure that that customer is getting the charging and being able to kind of control that charging as needed for their particular scenario, it you know it requires people that know what they're doing, and I think the contractors are very excited to be those partners. And, and Jennifer, I don't know if you would if you particularly would know the answer to this, but I would just think with all of the expansion of EV and the charging uh, stations that are going to be needed everywhere, all over every state, you know, every city, you know. 
the grid can we can is this something that people have talked about can we handle all of that will we be able to handle that once that comes online so I think that's a great question. And I feel so fortunate in Michigan that we have such strong utility partners in DTE and consumers who have absolutely committed to um, renewables in general, but into this space. And, you know, they're looking at this as closely as we are as an industry. One, everything doesn't happen all at once, right? It takes thought, it, it will come in in stages and in waves. Right now we're fine. But yes, as this is becomes a very predominant uh, part of our infrastructure, we'll have to continually look at what is what do those loads look like? How is the utility going to be kind of managing that? And I know there are tremendous professionals at both of those companies working on that all the time. And, and that gives me confidence that for Michigan, we have a contractor base, we have an electrician base that are ready to do this work. We have amazing auto manufacturers. We're having battery manufacturing coming in. We're kind of playing in the whole ecosystem. And I know the utility partners here will be right there with us, figuring it all out as we move ahead. And I guess the the, the good thing, as you said, is that it's not all coming online all at once. It's kind of yes. happening incrementally, which means we can manage it a little better as we add and add and add. Absolutely. So we've got some pretty aggressive uh, EV sales numbers. You're seeing all of the automakers come out with lots of product. There are incentives in place. So I think we're in a very um, quick uh we're poised for very quick growth in this segment. So it is something that we're all going to have to really be focused on and working on in the short term. I think the EV picture in Michigan will look very different in two years and four years and six years. I think it'll grow substantially. Um, but that's a good thing. And I, again, I, I feel like uh, in so many ways, I think to a consumer, it may seem like EVs are just happening now. But there have been so many people working in this space um, for a long time and looking at what is this going to look like and and how is the technology as it advances, right? As as vehicles move to bi-directional charging, Lloyd, where the power is coming out of that home through that charging device and into that vehicle and being stored there, and it can either drive that car, it can power some of that house, or it could be fed back into the grid in certain circumstances. How is that going to impact everything? But I think as technology changes, I'm very confident with the industry base we have in Michigan that will address it. And, and, you know, for customers who are listening, potential customers listening right now, how would they be able to find an EVI TP affiliated contractor? Sure. So if they go to the NECA website, smcnica.org, smcnica.org, um, they can just click on uh, contractors. And that will actually, uh, the contractors that are EVITP affiliated are, are badged right there in our site. Um, they can also go to evitp.org to learn more about how comprehensive that training is and connect with contractors that way also. Um, but SMC NECA is really the first stop and they can find local contractors right there. Jennifer Medford, Director of Business Development and Industry Promotion for NECA, also National Co-Chair of EVITP, the Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Training Program. Jennifer, good to speak with you again. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Lloyd. And i also like to thank uh, my guest, Austin Sutherland, who is Project Manager with Streamline Electric. This has been Powering Michigan Future. I'm Lloyd Jackson. Thanks for joining us right here on 760 WJR.